Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Gary YouTube from Cultaholic joined by a second Gary YouTube to do some Gary YouTubing this time in the form of a tiered list for every single WWE Elimination Chamber match ever. How are you, Gary? Yeah, I'm all right, Gary. How are you? <laughs> Top of the world, Gary. Love so YouTube. Yeah. All the, yeah, KSI, he's a Gary YouTube, I'm the one I'm saying. This Sunday, of course, we'll see Elimination Chamber 2020 happen as we're sat here right now. We're here on the Monday before Elimination Chamber. Mm. We have confirmed a tag team Elimination Chamber match, which I can't believe they're doing after the state of the last one. Then we have a Raw Women's Championship. Ah, oh, the, la oh, the last men's one. The last men oh yeah, sorry, the yeah, last the men's one. Was the women's right. one. Well, we'll see later yeah, we'll on, see, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. The, uh, the 2015 men's one was a mess. Mm. That's what I'm saying there. We have a Raw Women's title one. Uh, well, challenging Becky Lynch, at least Shayna Baszler will win that one. <laughs> and then Sheamus on a, a SmackDown two ago said that he was going to enter the Elimination Chamber match because it's a, it's a bloody rat trap. So what that means, we have no idea. Let's hit the intro and crack on. So we're kicking things off with the first ever Elimination Chamber match of all time. We're going all the way back to Survivor Series 2002, Madison Square Garden. That match won by Shawn Michaels, of course. It was in the midst of the Triple H versus Shawn Michaels thing. Michaels came back, joined the NWO. Triple H tried to kill him through a car window. Mm. It was then the lovely security camera footage and it was revealed to be Triple H. How could he do it? SummerSlam 2002 happened where they had a fantastic match. One, of course, by Michaels with a roll-up, I think it was, but then Triple H tried to kill him again with a sledgehammer. And then we find ourselves here in the bloody winter of 2002. What are your overriding memories of this one? This was really good because it was fresh and it was the first ever one. And also, Michael's winning is a huge big story, isn't it? Yeah. I think it was good. So who was in this one? Tell us So all. this one was, uh, if I look at my notes, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. It also had Jericho, Kane, Booker T and Rob Van Dam. And at the time, that's a pretty stacked, it's pretty heavy star power in that. That's the upper echelons of Raw in 2002. That. I believe RVD legitimately injured Triple H at one point. It was the frog splash off the top of the pod and he came down on Triple H's larynx. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I think so. He's yeah. Lemmy Winks. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, that was one of the highlights of the match. Another highlight for me was uh, Chris Jericho's entrance. Okay. Live performance by Saliva singing King of My World. Oh, nice. In, uh, what was it called? New York, the little bar restaurant thing. Oh, WWF New York. Yeah, e, New, e New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else did we have? The Shawn Michaels attire, of course, which uh, it wasn't finished. He sent it off to the, to the I know, said the cleaners. They sent it off to the, the, the seamstress people, and then they didn't get it done properly. Is so, that really, is that true? Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be as oh. crap as it looked, because obviously it was the poo brown, which the was a weird, a weird choice to begin with, but it was supposed to be a lot more detailed, but it didn't uh, get finished in time. So I you never had to knew walk, that. You had to walk up there with crappy tights and a crappy bob haircut. I thought you'd just taken a fashion risk and it hadn't no, paid off. I, no, it was, I, well, the bob was a fashion risk. That didn't mm. pay off, in my opinion, because yeah. I know a lot about hair. But anyway, anything else? I just think it was really good. Um, whereabouts would you? Whereabouts are you looking at first? It's it's hard to put these first ones in the in the L tier ranking just because you know things fluctuate after we put a lot of stuff in there. But I think 
Considering it was the first match ever, and you know, people aren't familiar with the stipulations, I'm familiar with the horrible grating on the outside of the ring, and I'm familiar with the pods and how to climb the chains and everything. I thought it was fantastic, mate. Mm. And the Michaels win. Well, I guess you could, I can't put my mind all the way back in 2002, but you might say it was a bit predictable given Triple H's assault on him and all that malarkey. Yeah, but you'd never know, like he could have been coming back for just a couple of matches and then, yeah. and then not, you know, not done much beyond that. Of course, we know he did, but this was like the confirmation of that. It's like, oh, Shawn Michaels. I have a personal memory of this event Go on, because um, local wrestler, I don't know if he still does it or not, but at the time, my auntie worked with a local wrestler, <laughs> the bard boy, Jed Masters. Um, Everyone knows that name. I never met him, but he lent me um, a VHS of Survivor Series via my auntie. She brought it home from work, gave it to me. And... Um, yeah, I watched it, thought it was brilliant, thought that match was great, Shawn Michaels winning and everything. And then at the end, because it was a VHS, just started playing one of his matches at the end of it. A triple threat, it was Did brilliant. Did you try and tell you it was part of the Survivor Series card? It was the dark match that was there. <laughs> anyway, I think the least we can give this one is lovely, lovely, lovely. And it might change depending on where else we put other things. I was thinking the best, you know. Oh, we'll go the, why not, we'll go the best. Because it was the first one yeah. as well. And for the first one, Really well done, I think. It was really yeah. well done. So next up, we fast forward through to SummerSlam 2003. Triple H's reign of terror is in full flight. Goldberg's WWE run is just a couple of months into its infancy. I feel like I'm on match of the day or something. <laughs> and we have the Chamber Pod. Who was in uh, the Chamber Pod? The Chamber Match. Who was in this one, Jack? Triple H versus Goldberg versus Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho versus Randy Orton versus Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash was there as well. <laughs> I mean, I like Kevin Nash, but at this time, he's a bit of a sore thumb. He was, I think the, the Ruthless Aggression documentaries like, made Kevin Nash's return a, a nice coinky-dink because this is when Batista went down with his injury, so Triple H had something else to do for a while mm. rather than push evolution up higher. So this will, re, uh, will be remembered, of course, with the shot of Goldberg being cuffed up on the chains and Triple H hoofing him in the head many, many times because, of course, in 2003, Triple H must win. Yeah, and he, and he did. He did, and I... he shouldn't have done. <laughs> no. This is this. It sounds ironic saying it after recent events, but this is a match Goldberg should have won. Actually, mm. not like not like Super Showdown. No, um, but he didn't. He got. He ran through like just about everybody. There's the now iconic. I think it's fair to say one of the most memorable chamber spots ever, where he just rams Jericho through. Poor Chris Jericho. Mm. That bulletproof glass and his body went through it via Goldberg. This must have been around the sort of time they had that infamous backstage fight. Well, they had, they had a few, didn't they? They had the uh, WCW one. Did they have one? I feel like in WCW... Is that it just Mandelith? Whatever it's called. I used to think that fight <laughs> happened in WCW, but apparently it happened once Goldberg came to WWE. Because there's the famous story about the locker room one where Jericho took him down yeah. and then took him down again. Yeah. I think that happened in WWE. Yeah. Once Jericho was a bit more of a star. Mm. Because back in WCW, he felt like he wasn't being given a fair shot. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't. No, he wasn't. But anyway, Goldberg came out on top here, just ramming him through the, spearing him clean through the pod. I mean, I think remember Goldberg flattened everybody in this match just about until Ric Flair passed Triple H a sledgehammer. I think he went for a spear, didn't he? And then Triple H sort of got him while he was mid-flight, right in the back of the head. And then that's when the handcuffs came out and things got kinky. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good. <laughs> Where do we put it? Um, uh, the match, because Goldberg made this match. I don't think it's in the bottom two. I think it might be... Because, I don't know, how much were you pissed off with Triple H winning is the question. How much was that the wrong call? I, I can't, I'm not the person who asked because at the time I loved Triple H. He's the thinking man's wrestler. Yes, so I thought I was happy probably about that at the time. But um, in hindsight, I don't think he should have won. No. But then the Reign of Terror, who did it benefit right, not obviously benefit Triple H, but who, did, who got the big payoff, who finally beat him? Professional Gold, wrestling fans. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, it was we were the winners. Well. Benoit? Yeah, he won. Yeah, and then that... Went to Orton, then and then Orton. that went back to Triple H. So really, <laughs> Triple H benefited from the reign of terror of Triple H. Um, um, so we'll go, we'll go middle of the road, yes. and then we'll we'll put it up or down depending on where we right. are, move other things. Because the action was fun. It yeah. was a fun match to watch. Goldberg made the match. Really dissatisfying ending. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So we go to New Year's Revolution 2005 in the golden thingy of Puerto Rico. What did they used to say? The golden the thingy. The, what are they, the, the shining, shining star, star of the Caribbean. That's what I was looking did for. Did you forget the tag team? Yes, of course oh. I did. Everyone <laughs> did. Um, so who was in this one? Uh, this one was Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, Edge and Chris Benoit with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. I think it was Edge. 
gets involved with the special guest referee on this occasion. Yeah. But it didn't really go anywhere. Michael okay. stood up to him. And I felt bad because Edge, I remember, seemed to like spear him by accident or bum into him by accident or something. And Michael's booted him. They're weird, aren't them wrestlers for that sort of thing where something happens so obviously on accident. Or not, or, yeah, 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 It didn't happen on purpose. And they always kick off. Yeah. But I, this one was in the build-up to obviously Batista turning on Triple H, something that everybody wanted for a long, long time. But I think it was Triple H himself. Back to this Ruthless Aggression documentary once again. He was the one saying, no, let's hold off. Let's, you know, edge them until they popped. Oh, That malarkey. God. You know what I mean. I had yeah, to go there. Yeah. I think he was probably right to say that, to be <laughs> yeah. fair. People were gagging for it by the end. And I think it fed into Batista's big win at WrestleMania 21. Yes. All the more. Yeah. What are you saying so. about this one? I think it was a really good match. It was um, it was a weird finish because it, it felt cheap at the time, but in the wider context of everything, as you say, it led into that Batista turn. Um, Orton was about to win. It was after he'd been kicked out of Evolution. He was not the most natural babyface. You can't have Orton as a babyface, can you? No. I mean, you can when he's doing jumping jacks and all that malarkey. Yeah. But he's, he's a much better heel, as we're seeing right now. Yeah, but um, it looked like he might be about to win. It's him and Triple H in the end, but then Batista, who's already been eliminated by this point, gets back involved and helps that Triple H. That big old bloody heater. I oh, know. 1980s what, thing. They said that on AW the other day, didn't they? When yeah, the, Evil Uno is the, the heater. heater, for lack of a better term. <laughs> it's Taz. And Excalibur goes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right uh, then, so uh, I'm guessing this might be a case of like Royal Rumble... 2014 in the terms of Daniel Bryan's story, but on a lesser le- lesser level in right. terms of pissing the fans off, but benefiting the story in a wider context. I think this one was deliberate, whereas the Royal Rumble 2014 was them going, ha ha, and guess, then realising, yeah. oh no, we've annoyed we've them too much. We've made a massive though. mistake here. Yeah. So, I was thinking, it's got to be better, lovely, lovely. better than 2003. Yeah, I was thinking lovely, lovely, we'll lovely. Go lovely, lovely, lovely. Because I think it, it is, it, again, this might change towards the end, but as we're sitting here right now, it wasn't as good as 2002, yeah. and it was better than 2003. This is easy, this. Got. It's a piece of piss, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gary YouTube's lovely everywhere. graphics, by the way. Thank you. It took right. me all of 20 minutes to right. make these. Fast forward another year, we go to New Year's Revolution 2006, and this was all about the story of five-star wrestling before five-star wrestling had even become a thing. Not even in the brain of Dan Hinkles was this at this stage. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been. But we have the masters of cool five-star wrestling legends, of course. You might know them better as Carlito Caribbean Cool and the masterpiece Chris Masters, who teamed up in this one to try and get themselves to the end. But ultimately, you know, it didn't quite work out. I remember, you know when, like, I'm not sure if I was watching at the time, but I remember the first time I ever watched this back thinking... Why are these two getting right near the end? And I realised I was a fool because it was really exciting. Mm. These two heels teaming up to take on... Because they know that they're not as good as the others. It made complete sense because they were sort of pretenders to the main event scene. It looked like they were going to be... It's weird to say now, isn't it? Chris Masters and Carlito were two of the bigger future Ooh. prospects in WWE at the time and them teaming up made complete sense until who turned on who I've forgotten from I think Carlito turned on Chris Masters God I know backstabber typical but Ultimate then life. John Cena won I'll just read out the rest of the yeah. so John Cena Carlito Chris Masters the Masters of Cool uh, Shawn Michaels Kane and Kurt Angle but it was Carlito and Masters who made it all the way to the final three and then John Cena won which, which you'd think at first is an unpopular decision in hindsight. Oh, Super Cena overcoming the odds again. But I think for this one, we have to take into account what happened next. I think that's why Cena won, just to make the, what happened next mm. all the more monumental, which of course it was because the internet melted as out came Edgy, cast in, cashed in sorry, the Money in the Bank briefcase, and, you know, he won. He yeah. became the champion. I think it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was it, the first ever cash-in as well. It was the first mm. ever cash-in. It just it melted the internet. I remember being at school the next day and everyone going mad. Really? Going mad. I was <laughs> 13 at the time and everyone was going... No, 14. 13 at the time and everyone was going mental. For Edge. <laughs> yeah. How can Edge... How, is this, how can Vince McMahon come on the stage and go, here's Edge, and then Edge come down and take the title? How can that be right? It's the rules. I know the rules of the thing. <laughs> I'll just imagine him riding in the playground. Yeah, it was a big discussion. Was everyone pro Cena? Not pro Cena. It was more like, how can this be right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think that... Do we count this... Edge cash in as part of the match, or do we keep the match separate? I think you've got to. I like to count it. I think you've got to count it. It's part you? of the overall story of the match. Because as we're heading into 2006, this is where Super Cena starts to really. Yeah, yeah. We've had yeah. the spaceship the year before that entrance and all that malarkey. <laughs> and now this is, we're really kicking into Super Cena gear if the spaceship wasn't already that. But I think, yeah, where are we? 2006. I think we've got to go 
I was thinking top tier as well. We've got yeah. to go just because of the moment. Yeah. We're still talking about it now, quite literally. And then we get to what is the best Elimination Chamber match of all time because it happened on the best pay-per-view of all time. ECW's December 2 Dismember 2006. Heading into the show, of course, we had two matches announced no. for the entire pay-per-view. We had this Chamber match and then we had the Hardys who weren't even ECW superstars mm. taking on Eminem. Was, I that think the that's one what where, it was. was that the one where... Mercury got the ladder, right? No, no, that was a bit Oh, this was an all right match. I think this was just a normal tag match. I remember, was this the match that started off the show and everyone was like, oh, it's a pretty good show so far, and then everything went. Then we got Matt Striker versus Balls Mahoney, I think, maybe. Just the camera was on Matt Striker's ass the entire time, which, you know, is good for one sense of pay-per-view, but not wrestling pay-per-view. Yeah, it's very true. So, yeah, this was a match famously, of course, where Paul Heyman wanted one thing, Vince McMahon wanted the other thing, and who got what they wanted? It was Paul, it wasn't. It was Vince McMahon. Yeah, who was in this one? This though? one was, uh, it was obviously for the ECW World Championship. Big Show, the champion, taking on Bobby Lashley, Rob Van Dam, CM Punk, Test, and everyone's favourite, Hardcore Holly. What are you saying Test like that for? What did you want to say? He stole the what show in this match. You went Test. Oh, right, sorry. As if you were being oh, dismissive. I remember, I remember his elbow drop. Oh, that's what it's Huge. all about, isn't it? Who yeah. was it on? I can't remember who it was on. I can't remember who it was on. But I remember that massive man going on top of a pod and dropping in the elbows. Test was great. No, this was actually beyond his. This was short hair test as well. I it was short, this was. I hesitate to say, it, but this was Roydy Royd face test. Ah, I see. This is like when his body was too big to move. This was this match wasn't as bad. Watching it back in terms of the action was all right, but it's the booking that's really bad. CM Punk was obviously the indie darling who came into WWE, and he was he was he, he wasn't setting the world alight. Was no, he? not really. But, he, was but... Still, he still deserved more than being eliminated first. He was getting reactions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he got eliminated first, almost as if to annoy everybody. Uh, everyone also wanted Rob Van Dam to win because it's ECW, it's Rob Van Dam. He didn't win. Instead, the winner, and if you just look at that lineup, you know who Vince wants to win that oh, match. Oh, yeah. And he did. It was Bobby, it was Big Bob. Big Bob. Big Bobby Lashley. Big Bob. Yeah. Big Bob. Go on. That day. I don't know what you say about this because even it's the same issue now, isn't it, with Bobby Lashley? Yeah. He's a fantastic specimen, fantastic wrestler, but he's got no crack, has he? No, he's not got any, <laughs> any bants at all. Not at all. I don't know what you say. I mean, we're going to get... I've just remembered an element of this match that we should mention as well. Everyone had a weapon. Yes, we had the famous visual of someone with a bloody table, didn't we? I think we? it was Big Bob. Big Bob trying Breaking to get out... the top of his pod with the table. Because <laughs> that's what you want in a pod. Yeah, I mean, on paper, it's a fantastic idea, adding more danger yeah. to a very dangerous match, but yeah. just the execution again wasn't what it should have been. No. I think, I'm tempted to go bottom, just because it was such I think a... just because of the... How much people laugh at ECW Dismember to Dismember 2006. Yes. You can't put it anywhere else but bottom camera. Yeah. And come out with this with any sort of credit, any sort of credence, any sort of journalistic integrity. It's, it's bottom. Yeah, it's bottom. So then, after the utter shambles that one was, 2007, it got a year off from the Chamber match. But then, 2008, we saw it the first time we saw the Chamber becoming as big as it is now because we had two Chamber matches on a card for the first time ever at No Way Out 2008. First of all, we're going to talk about the SmackDown slash ECW version, which is remembered, in my mind at least, by one spot and one spot only. What was that? The bloody tombstone reversal thing over the rope back into the ring. Amazing techers, but who was in this one? Uh, the Undertaker, Batista, the two men involved in that spot. Uh, Finley, MVP, the Grey Carly, and, well, not Viscera, and no, I said Viscera, Big Daddy V. That's a poem, that. What was it? Big... I want to say rhyme those last few ones. Undertaker, Batista, Finley, MVP, Grey Carly, Big Daddy V, yeah. Finley, MVP. It does. Spitting bars. Lovely. But MVP, of course, died in this match. He was chokeslammed off the top of the pad by mm. the Undertaker in the middle of the ring. I think Finley nicked the pinfall on that occasion. But I ju it's just that memory of those two big bastards being on the... Because <laughs> that's what makes it all the more impressive. It was like Strictly Come Dancing, but in the chamber. They're yeah. on the side. The ch they flip over back into the ring, somehow both in the tombstone position. They held 69, wine and dine. And then Taker delivers the tombstone, and that's it. It was like it was like some new age spot. We saw Sammy Guevara and Kip Sabian do that <laughs> in, in All Elite. <laughs> Cody and, MV and MVP. Yeah, Cody and MJF did it the yeah, other day. I... It's so what the young kids do that. So much ahead of its time. It was. Was it ahead of its time? I've got no idea. I think it was a good. I think it was a good match. Um, even though reading the lineup, it doesn't sound particularly like star-studded. Apart from, it's obvious who the final two are going to be there. It was building towards the big WrestleMania match, wasn't it? The man? winner, yeah, the winner of both these matches, in fact, on this show got didn't win the belt. They won 
title shots, mm -hmm. which kind of gets a little bit murky later on, whether it's for the title. Of, but in this case, it was for the number one contendership. Um, and I think Undertaker was the right winner. It's easy to say that in hindsight because he went on to have that really good main event against Edge. But yeah, I think it was a good one. I don't know if I'd put it very top tier, but maybe lovely. I think it, it's definitely better than 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? 2008, a blue one. There yeah. we are. I'm going to go lovely, lovely, lovely. Fair enough. 2005. There we go. The, this is fun. really good. The colours are making it really pleasing on the eyes. Is it really? I like it, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the raw version of the chamber on the same card. Who was in that one? This one was, uh, and again, it was for the number one contendership. It was Triple H versus Shawn Michaels versus Jeff Hardy versus Jericho versus JBL versus Umanga. So, William Regal. Yes. Um, who won this one, Jack? You'll never guess who won this one. He'd already won, was it two before that? Yeah. Uh, Triple H wins another one, the hat trick. <laughs> he is Mr. Elimination Chamber. He is. You think he's won four altogether, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Mr. Elimination yeah. Chamber. So far. So far. Who knows? Oh, he's done. Surely he can't <laughs> be in anymore. Um, but this one is remembered for a number of reasons. First of all, JBL's use of a chair. Horrible looking back on, mm. because he the, the head and all that malarkey. Yeah. But also... Mr. Jeffrey Hardy on his ascension towards his big championship win at Armageddon, I think it was, at the end of the year. Mm. He obviously got released a, a little bit after this match, I think it was, for drug-related things. He yeah. sorted himself out and then came back. Got his big win, but he was standing up at Triple H in this match, and it was lovely to see. Until Triple H won, anyway. Until Triple H won. I think it was a pedigree on a chair. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where to, what, how, how well to think of this match, just because... It's promising, the promise is there, and I think if Jeff had won, we'd be looking at one of the top two. Again, it's but another one of those de deflating wins in the chamber, just because it was... Was it deflating? Because tri was Triple H a babyface in 2008? He was, but he's not. it's not Jeff Hardy winning the chamber. No. Everyone would have gone crazy. Yeah. But again, is that feeling that we're sort of, yeah, you hold them off for a while, and then when... Maybe they were going to, yeah, well... It almost went a full year. Well, this would have been February, March time, and then it was all the way through in December when he got the, the, the title, wasn't it? But it led to, I'm sure this didn't even lead to a singles match for Triple H. I think it was a triple threat. And, uh, with him, Orton, and Cena, was that that one? At WrestleMania, I think 2008? So. Yeah. Yes, it must have been. Mm. <laughs> Where are we going with this? I don't know um, I think it was worse than the SmackDown one. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, all, I was going to say, all right. It's similar to the Goldberg one. Fine action, but the winner. Yeah, the winner, and it's the same man. What as do well. they have in common, eh? Look, Triple H made the C there for Cultaholic. Lovely. Well, we're meant to do that. Stuff. Who who has red and blue as their colour? Sunderland AFC. Do they? Yeah. All oh, red and blue. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, red and white. I thought you said um, Crystal Palace. The, the Cincinnati Bengals. No, I've got no orange, idea. Man. No idea. Absolutely no idea. Wouldn't you just know it, eh? Big match, Paul. Comes up, Trumps again. No way out 2009 this time. Who was in this one, Jack, on the SmackDown side of things? Edge went in as WWE Champion. Triple H, obviously, you've mentioned. Undertaker was in it. Jeff Hardy was there again. Big show. And my favourite, Vladimir Kozlov. Why? <laughs> this still be pre was this pre-music still? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it must have been. It must have been uh, when he was like the Undertaker's bogey team. I quite, he liked, be I quite liked the theme, though. Mm. Oh, it was right. An early precedent for like Rusev's early run. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rusev's better. Rusev's a lot better. Yeah. A lot more charisma. Anyway, that's unfair on Kozlov. He was quite charismatic in his own right, mm, wasn't he? Mm. And towards the end with Santino and the bowler hats. Not as lovable that. as Rusev. Absolutely not. No fit either. <laughs> what am I saying here? This was the one where the internet nearly melted again because obviously Edge walked in as champion, but Edge was the first man out and very quickly indeed. And I thought it was a booking master. Yeah, stuff. really fun. Really, really, really funny, stuff. I meant really fun. <laughs> really funny. Hey, Edge is expensive. The heel, yeah. Like the D word there. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was really, really good as well. One drawback would be that Triple H was a bit of an obvious winner once Edge had gone, because Triple H was already in the midst of this really intense feud with Randy Orton, shaven-headed era Randy Orton. Who won the Rumble, of course. Yes, and yeah. then uh, it was still up to Triple H to get revenge, which he would do at WrestleMania, but to get there he had to win this match, and he did. So there was early drama... Later on, it wasn't so much drama, but I still think it was a fairly strong elimination chamber. Yeah, two old timers, two old farts. I'm being a bit disrespectful there. Tear Triple H and Undertaker, who just about took out the entire field before Triple H went on to win. Yeah. I thought it was a really good one, mate. A really good one. I thought it's got to be at least lovely, lovely. I lovely. was thinking lovely, lovely, lovely. But was the start, could that have... Did they, to take it back to the gutter once again, did they 
you know, come too early. No, I think it works. I think if they did it in every church, like if they did it more often, it wouldn't have worked. But it worked for what it was here, but it's only half the story. So yeah. I'm thinking lovely, lovely, lovely. I'm thinking lovely, lovely. Oh, the start was, you know, we got we came back down to earth after the start. That looks all right, Yeah, it? it does look nice, though. It's just ECW ruining it, as per, as oh, no. per usual. Bastards. Fast forward through the night, and then we get to the Raw Elimination Chamber match at No Way Out 2009. Jack, who was in this one originally? Originally. originally. Oh, right, I see what you've done there. Aye. Right, okay. So, World Heavyweight Championship match. John Cena was the champion going in. Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, Kane, Mike Knox. <laughs> and it was meant to be Kofi Kingston. And it was meant to be Kofi Kingston yeah. because Edge, that bastard, mm. so upset from his early elimination in the first chamber match that night, attacked Kofi and took his pod. Yeah, he did. God. He took his pod. Um, and then won. Went on to win in an excellent match, I thought. Really, really good one. It's just the, the sheer shock value of that early... I know some people might say once he was in there, it was it could have been a little bit too obvious. Mm. But in there with Cena and people of that ilk, was it really that obvious? No, I don't know if it was. maybe not. Maybe not. I think as well, this is one of those matches where... Because Rey Mysterio is a funny one for me. Because around this sort of time, he'd already kind of proved it all. He's Rey Mysterio. And you'd think, oh, Rey Mysterio's in that match as well. It's like... It's almost like if Kane's in a match, you're like, oh, there's Kane as well. Yeah. But then occasionally he'd pop up with one of these performances, like in this match, where you're like, Rey Mysterio's bloody hell, he's really good, isn't he? And you kind of forget, and then you remember. He started the match with Jericho, ended it with Edge, and those two had a little bit of a thing going, Edge and Mysterio, for yeah. years at that point. Yeah. Years. Lovely chemistry. More chem. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com history than a periodic table yep Mauro <laughs> Ronaldo 2019 Edge, Edge one spot as well at one point just chucks Ray into the side of a pod and he just spears himself into the side of the pod it's absolutely it's brilliant up there with the stretcher from 2003 remember when Big Show had him on the stretcher and just whacked oh, yeah. him off the ring post and, and dropped he landed him on his face head. down yeah oh you'd it much was... rather land face though yeah definitely like a buttered piece of toast yes I think this one's one of the best I think this is better than the Smackdown version yeah, yeah, same. I think this is I think this is top tier. I think this is top tier as well. So there we have 2009, the Raw side. Look at oh. this. If only the all right section can get a Raw. I want One that. next. I really want and it. We're on the way to some really aesthetically pleasing tier Garys. So next up, we have the first ever Elimination Chamber pay-per-view this time in 2010. The Raw side of things we're dealing with first. Who was in this one, Jack? This one was Sheamus going in as WWE champion, uh, taking on John Cena, Triple H, Randy Orton, Unlucky Kofi Kingston, who got another chamber position here, and Ted DiBiase Jr. But that wasn't the full story, was it, Jack? No, that wasn't the full story, because again, like at uh, New Year's Revolution 2006, Cena won, and then, like New Year's Revolution 2006, he was screwed by Vince McMahon. And why? Because he brought up Batista and he went, it was a classic Vince, he comes out on the stage, like, congratulations, John, you've won the chamber again. But now you have to defend it against this man. And here comes Batista. Everyone's like, oh. And I remember at the time, it was really a popular decision. But in hindsight, I don't think it came off quite as well as the Edge one. Oh, yeah, and I bet we got, we got Vince McMahon versus Bret Hart. This is where this sort of came yes, from, wasn't it? because... One of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. It didn't last way too long. Know what you're talking about? No, I think... I think that that's why Batista got the title shot off Vince, a secret one out of nowhere, because he'd, 
he'd attacked Brett he'd attacked on Brett Raw, Hart, yeah. and Vince still hates Brett and will forever. So anyone, that's what you want to do if you want to get a title shot in 2020, just find Bret Hart and attack him. Or and just walk up to someone and go, yeah, I'm next. Point at the sign. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the case as well. Uh, what else happened here? Sheamus, of course, entered as the champion because he won that tables match against John Cena. This would be the first time he came face to face with Cena and Wabadoo, etc., etc. Since taking the belt from, yeah, the belt yeah. from yeah. was that the that might have been when he beat him by accidentally not falling through the table. Yeah, the table yeah oh, nice. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether that was that one, but yeah, it is. I think right. it was. I wasn't it. That was yeah. the only one they had, wasn't it? The big was, tables. Was match. that was that an accident? Was that was he? Were they meant to go through at the Sheamus same time? Seamus was meant to win, wasn't he? I've got right, no okay. idea. Because if I, well, I've, I've heard this, but I always had a little theory that Seamus was meant to hit the table on the outside, and they were both meant to go through tables. Ah. It was like a non-finish, and then Seamus missed his. Maybe on purpose, whoa, no. And then got the belt because of it, but there'll, I don't know. I there'll don't be know. an insider watching this video. Go and tell us in the comments <laughs> below to put us right, because we're always wrong. And then we also had in this match a little subplot, the implosion of legacy. Mm. That would also lead to that uh, WrestleMania thing. The triple threat. Yeah. When Orton won and everyone went, good. <laughs> Beat those jobbers, Ted well, and Cody. And WWE and Cody in it. Uh, you put over the old man all the time, don't you? That's yeah. what we're saying here in 2020 as well. But that was it for that chamber match. I think it was wasn't one of the best. I think we might be getting a bloody red one in the bloody oh, right position. Yeah. Should we so just do it anyway? Because I feel it like, used to happen. No, I feel like it does deserve to it go does, there it, as well. It, yeah. it was all right. Oh, was it all right? Was it just for the, the sanctity of this tier list? Would you yeah. go all right or the one below? Well, yeah, that's what my conundrum is. Um, no, I think I'm really biased now. <laughs> no, I think it was all right. I think we won that. I feel like I feel like it deserves to be all right just because they tried to make it shocking. Yeah, yeah, go on, just, uh, oh, just leave Why not, eh? It's Christmas. So then we get to the SmackDown version on the same pay-per-view. Jack, who was in this match? This one was Undertaker going in as World Heavyweight Champion. Chrissy J, Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, CM Punk, John Morrison. And R-Truth, who our news writer Aidan pointed out, crops up in quite a lot of Elimination Chamber matches, surprisingly. Is he Mr. Elimination Chamber? Um, no, of course he's not. Yeah. But this one is going down in the history books because of one fantastic moment. Shawn Michaels couldn't win the Rumble match. He was going acapot, as we say here in Newcastle upon Tyne. He was going radio rental, they say, down in Yorkshire. He wasn't very happy. He was he was going spare, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the, the Rumble, this match. The whole storyline mm. is absolutely fantastic up until that, um, well, his retirement match, which now wasn't. Well, yeah, ruined it. Oh, why <laughs> so did he was, come back in Saudi Arabia? But anyway, this was building towards, of course, Triple H couldn't get the job done against Undertaker, so we had to have no. I got it the wrong way around. What oh. am I talking about, Ross? What are you Go talking on. about, you silly man? We got the streak versus uh, Michael's career at yes. WrestleMania, and this was Michael's basically giving Undertaker no choice. He came up through the cage into the ring, kick Taker, costing the world title. And Jericho's Fantastic. a Jericho's shocked. He's like, "What?" And Michaels doesn't even look at Jericho. Mm. He just looks at the Undertaker. It's so good. He's dressed as a cowboy, which is nice as well. Lovely plaid shirt. <laughs> really nice. Right. Like yeah. Kurt Cobain. He really, he really goes all out for his fashion when it comes to elimination chamber matches. And either <laughs> it goes one of two ways. This one was a triumph. Um, and yeah, for what it was, for the whole story and everything, I think the match was pretty good as well, but just for like... I think that moment puts it in the best. I think it does as well. The rest of the action, who really cares, to be honest with you? I think it was still good, but yeah, it was always going to oh, go in God, the best. It's not symmetrical anymore. It but, was always going to happen, uh, but you know, we're there now. Just that moment was fantastic. Mm. Old rootin' tootin' shootin' cowboys telling a good professional wrestling story. Doesn't get much better than that. What am I talking about here? To 2011 we go, Edge was nearing the end of his career, of course, he would return the night after WrestleMania 27 in the April. We're here a, f a couple of months before now, and it's all about him and Rey Mysterio, but more importantly, Edge surviving in this match against who, Jack? Uh, Rey Mysterio, as you mentioned, Kane, Big Show, Drew McIntyre, and Wade Barrett as well. Bloody Wade Barrett. What yeah. happened to him? He's on NWA power. <laughs> but as was said, all about Edge and Mysterio and a fantastic moment right at the end, Jack. What, what did they do? What they just they do? had another... It was almost like a callback without overly mentioning it to that previous one where Edge had inserted himself into the match in 2009. This was like a revisit of that, but with both men as baby faces now, so it's quite nice to see. Everyone thought that Ray might be able to get it done. Another great performance by him. He didn't quite. Edge still picked up the victory. After, as you mentioned, surviving from... I think he wrestled for over half an hour in total. What a man. Yeah, 31 minutes he was in there for. Wow. He is now Mr. Elimination Chamber okay. here on this tiered list. Right. Edge, he's, he won a few. Yeah. Not as many as Triple H. 
you know, more, more of edges were pleasing than Triple H's were. That's think, true. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So as for this tier ranking placement, it doesn't jump out here. 2011 to me um, this might be just my opinion my outlook on things it doesn't jump out as one of the greats fair enough I think the final two was really really good but if you don't want to put it in top I would recommend lovely 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 tier oh, lovely 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 just looking at what happened in the 2010 oh. match and the 2002 match and stuff like that 2011 doesn't really it's not there is it all we need is another blue one another Smackdown one in alright and we're back on we've made a T joining that C yeah cult holic <laughs> let's move on so then we get to the Raw version on the same card, which is remembered for one moment and one moment only involving one of the following six. superstars. Yes, yeah, six superstars. Uh, of John Cena, CM Punk, Randy Orton, Sheamus, John Morrison and R-Truth. And the winner would receive a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania 27. But who cares about the winner? Mm. It's one moment and one moment only. Mm. Sheamus is stood there. Like a, like a man trying to catch something large falling from the sky. What was that large thing, Jack? It was John Morrison. One of the most famous... This is awful, isn't no, it? No, it was good. One of the most famous <laughs> Elimination Chamber eliminations of all time. Ah, it's scaled, parkour. Scaled the cage, went on the roof, and then was like, whoa, whoa, and then dropped, and then fell on top of Seamus. And he didn't up. just drop as well. He did a good job of like, did, looked did like he slinged screw. himself into it as well. He went like, Ugh. The first five-star wrestling champion, of course, John yes. Morrison, which is the most important thing the in wrestling. The match itself, though, I, I don't know if I'm a big fan of it, really. It was a weird one. It was definitely a weird one, and it featured everyone's favourite heel authority figure, <laughs> the raw anonymous general manager, which was Hornswoggle. Well, at the time, though, just, yeah. the, just the laptop. But that wasn't the only weird thing, because we had the new Nexus leader, CM Punk, made to look like an utter cuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> was, uh, he was stuck in his pod. It just didn't open properly. He was kind of wedged through, and then Orton just went, ah, dragged him out, RKO, he's out now. Beat him, and that was it, yeah. The new leader of this new all-conquering faction was just cucked right in front of our eyes. And it doesn't even make sense in terms of... Yeah, let's all laugh at him, but that's not what you want from a no. heel faction leader. Why, if it had happened to a babyface and the heel had taken advantage of it, the misfortune of the babyface, that's fine. Yeah. I didn't really understand. No, me neither. No. But I think for that moment, and even though Joe Moe did his best, of course, I don't think it's up. I think, it, it, is it all right? The, the, I, think, I was thinking um, just about bearable, but that elimination might push it up. Um, that was, that's, that was right. my thought. Okay. Like, not, yeah, that CM Punk thing was really confusing. Mm. But I guess in the grand scheme of things, Oh no. Oh. It's all ruined. The game of Tetris is over. Is it? I don't know how Tetris works. That's probably how it works. Oh, yeah. oh. So to Elimination Chamber 2012 we go. This time the WWE Championship match involved a real-life game of The Floor is Lava. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, CM Punk was going in as WWE Champion. And it was one of those ones where the winner is kind of a bit obvious. It was a little bit obvious that Punk was going to win this one. And he did. He survived through just a rogues gallery of opponents, Ross. Chris Jericho. Rogues gallery? Yeah, the yeah. three CW tag Not team. them, not them. Chris Jericho, The Miz, Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler, and Mr. Elimination Chamber himself, Ron The Truth Killings. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Triple H there. No, he wasn't in it. <laughs> he no, got me. Yeah. But this was building, of course, to CM Punk versus Jericho at WrestleMania. We needed to get there somehow. We need to keep both these lads strong. So, CM Punk just kicked them he out. He knocked them out of the gym. <laughs> and he <laughs> just spontaneously combusted on the floor. He couldn't get back in. He just fell on the floor. And I remember him swinging out. And then he landed. And then, and then that was it. He was out of the match. That was confusing. Which makes no... It made CM Punk look lucky and undeserving, <laughs> despite being the babyface. And I think it led to that feud where Jericho dug up all these secrets from his past. A bottle of whiskey and then slipped on the, the, the whiskey oh, on the yeah, floor. Fantastic on the whiskey, moment in WWE history. It was just Jericho learning how to carry out a really personal, intense feud, which he would later put to use in the modern era, I think. When? Nowadays. Nowadays? Yeah, like he's done really good feuds nowadays, hasn't he? Yeah. Not involving, like, slipping on whiskey and... Calling people's family drug addicts and stuff, though. That was a bit weird. No, yeah, it was strong, like. It was still as lovely, like whiskey. Yeah. Strong and hard-hitting. This match wasn't lovely, 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 though. No, I think I'm... it was far lower down. Yeah, I think it's... Mate, is it just about bearable? I think it's on just it, about bearable. First, first, just about one? bearable one, yeah. Elimination Chamber 2012. Rather the blue one, the red one. Yeah, the red one. The red one. Lovely. Delightful. A lot of red, isn't there? Oh, it's just not. It's just it's not, not the same, is it? Should we just... No. No. <laughs> 
So some might say on Friday Night Smackdown here in the year 2020, there is a shortage of real main event players. That is why we have seen Roman Reigns versus big baldy bastard Baron Corbin more times than you can shake a stick at. Whatever that saying means, I think that might, that logic there applies to 2013. Yeah, well, I'll read the lineup. It, yeah, Daniel Bryan was going in as the World Heavyweight Champion. That's a good start. That's good. Yeah. Versus... Right, Santino Morella, nah. who made it to the final two. Let's talk about that in a bit. Nah. Big Show, Blah. Gray Carly, Cody Rhodes, not as he is now. Whoa. This was back before. No, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wade Barrett again. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, we get to Daniel Bryan, who walked in as the champion. And he got down to the final two. And the guy he was up against was Santino. Now, I don't want to say <laughs> that it was bad, because everyone responded well at the time. Everyone was coming off their seats for Santino Morella. He's going to win. And he didn't. So I'm now thinking in hindsight, was it as good as... It's very similar to the end of the 2011 Royal Rumble. Where Santino... Rio, yeah. Now, was that good? Yeah. That I was think... good at the time, aye. But I, I remember watching this match back for a bit of work not too long after it happened. And pff, I wasn't buying it. No, no. I don't know if that's just my utter disdain for Santino Morella. But <laughs> I wouldn't through. have believed that he would have won the belt out of nowhere. I think that maybe it's just... I, I can't even really remember much about the match apart from the big show getting in Brian's pod mm. and swashing him against the glass. That's not a conf you don't want to be in a confined space with a big show, do you? You don't, but no. at the same time, I, I'd argue you don't want to make your heel champion look so silly. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird with Daniel. It's just because he's small, well, he's small, I say, and, yeah. you know, because Vince McMahon and all that malarkey. But this one is not one of the one of the best of all time, is it? No. Far from that. I think I think it, it might fall under just about bearable. And people might be annoyed that we've done that, if you agree, because... The Santino thing, everyone seems to look back on it quite fondly. Do you I have a disdain for Santino Morella? I have a disdain for ah, him. I've just got a really powerful disdain. <laughs> really? I really hate him. I didn't enjoy when Santino came out in the Women's Royal Rumble. No. You've got so many women on the roster now and you gave one of the spots to... Aye, pissy. Yeah. yeah, that was. But, no, I... I, I guess we'll fair. have to put ourselves back in the vacuum that was 2012. It was eight years ago, Jack. Oh, my God. I'd started uni that year. I'd started uni as well. No, I started uni 2011. Yeah, but yeah the first uni. year of uni. Yeah. God, no wonder I didn't know what was going on. Mm. Frosty Jacks. So we get to Elimination Chamber 2013 and forget about Triple H being Mr. Elimination Chamber. Forget about R-Truth being Mr. Elimination Chamber. We have found our new Mr. Elimination Chamber. Who is it, Jack? It's, uh, it's only AEW star... And former five-star wrestling champion, Jake Hager, a.k.a. Jack Swagger. Jack hey? Swagger. Um, he was joined in this match by Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan, Kane and Mark Henry. And the winner would get a World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania 29. And he did get a World Heavyweight Championship match. He did do that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. It was an all right... To be fair, <laughs> the match... The fact that Jack Swagger won an Elimination Chamber against that lineup of people sounds bad. Sounds really bad at first. The match itself was okay. It was better than you'd think. I've got no recollection of this at all. Swagger stole a roll-up later on, like right at the end from Randy Orton. Yeah, 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 and pinned him, and everyone went, whoa! But if that had led to Jack Swagger becoming like a proper main event star, very good, but it didn't. So I... I can't really look upon this one too favourably, but the action itself seemed well-structured. Mark Henry was running wild, crushing people with the world's strongest slam and everything. I've, I want it to go... I feel like it's all right, despite, despite what you might think. Yeah, so the, the story was Henry was flattening everybody mm. until he ran into that no-good, slimy snake, Randy Orton, one RKO. He's out of there, I think it was just one RKO. That's a bit weird, to yeah. be fair, yeah, but I don't know. I think it, it, all right. I was going to say all right. All right, yeah. we'll go for all right. 2013, there we are. All right. Were you thinking one lower? We might be able to no, go No, I lower. think all right. Fair enough. Because obviously if we didn't have Swagger winning these kind of matches, we wouldn't have had him in five-star wrestling. Yeah. Because five-star wrestling only picks the best of the best. But honest to God, I cannot remember this at all. I remember bits of it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've watched it, I must have watched it back quite recently when we've done Elimination Chamber content last year. Mm. So I've watched it a year ago. I can't... I remember thinking, this is better than I thought, but the fact that the result's not very good, I think means that the middle's the right place to put it. That's a fair, fair reasoning. Elimination Chamber 2014 it was an onion of a match. The layers, they were endless. Jack, who were the combatants? <laughs> <laughs> the combatants were um, Randy Orton, who went in as the, remember the short-lived, WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Randy, two belts. Um, Daniel Bryan in the midst of his push towards mega stardom. John Cena, Cesaro, Christian, and Sheamus. 
Um, so we'll kick off with the, the corporate malarkey stuff with Randy Orton because the corporate champion didn't want to leave his pod, did he? No, he did not. No. He wanted to stay in there forever because it's all nice and warm and stuff. But Sheamus wasn't having any of that. He just booted the glass booted out, the glass which is out. quite a funny moment. I quite like that, to be mm. fair. Um, the, the story of the match, though, is, is Daniel Bryan because everyone wanted him to go into WrestleMania with the belts. Of course, it didn't happen because he won the belts at WrestleMania. But he'd been screwed so many times, Ross, and this one had a very dissatisfying ending because he got screwed again. But I think by now they realised their mistake because the famous story is Vince McMahon wanted a singles match to main event WrestleMania 30. Orton <laughs> defending his titles against Batista. In 2014, remember? Not not 2005, mm. 2014. And then we obviously got Daniel Bryan put into that picture. And I think this was the sort of start of the really, the really knocking him down to build him back up again. Right. It reminds me a little bit of when he got screwed when he beat Cena at SummerSlam the year before and then it was Orton who came out. Yeah. And I think that's when he first revealed his alliance with the authority, Randy Orton. So it was another step in a storyline that did eventually pay off. So it's quite hard, it's quite hard to judge if you want to, if you want to see a reason for it not being that good, it was also the, the first elimination chamber and probably only to feature teleportation. Everyone loves teleportation. Yeah, the Wyatt family got involved to help to beat up John Cena. So that's the second layer of this onion that was the elimination chamber mm -hmm. match in 2014. They got Cena out of there because, of course, like this year, Bray was feuding with Cena, but we, yeah. didn't, get, we didn't get the result. Should should Bray have won in 2014? Oh, yeah, he absolutely yeah, should have he won. he should have won. He should have made John embrace the hate. And Rusev should have beat bloody John Cena after coming in on a tank, for God's sake. Was this during... Was this during... What was embrace the hate? Was that Kane or was that... That was the Kane one. No, that was the Kane Because that that press conference where Kane attacked him, didn't he? So what, did, what was Wyatt's slogan when he no was... I've idea, Jack. I remember Cena... <laughs> Thinking about embracing the hate in that match against Wyatt, though, mm. with the chair, and then he went, no, oh, I'm John Cena. Yeah, do, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like that's going to happen again this year, you know. I've got a horrible feeling that what we saw at Super Showdown was just, you know, to make a Cena win all the more palatable. I don't want to see that. I don't. <laughs> I want to see Bray win. I think, I, I think Cena wants revenge, because remember two years ago, he got squashed at WrestleMania yeah. by The Undertaker. Did you watch this week's SmackDown? Uh, no, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to do it before the podcast. Oh, I've seen some just, segments. Just looking at, just looking at Bray, I couldn't get old man Goldberg out my head. It's, it, the, the He's mystique, tarnished. The mystique's gone. Just it's read, a, oh. read Sam's thread on Twitter. It'll make you feel. No, better. Sam, you contrarian. Stop it. You're wrong. Your opinion's wrong. Is he anyway, in this video? I've got no idea. He might. Sorry, be. Sam. Hello, Sam. Sorry, mate. <laughs> anyway, so 2014, there was a lot going on here. A lot going on here. A lot going on here. Jack. Yeah, there was a lot going on here, but I think I think we should put it. I feel like we should put it... It fed into the wider Daniel Bryan, because Orton walked out with the win. Yeah, he did. Obviously, because corporate champion and all that malarkey. But it fed into the Daniel Bryan. But it's hard to put yourself back in the vacuum of the immediate aftermath. Imagine if we were making videos in the immediate aftermath of that event. We'd be crapping on it, wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we would. Um, do you think all right? Yeah, let's go all right. All right, then. I don't think you can... Oh, no, I've oh. done the thing I'm not supposed to do. Sorry, Sam. There we go, we'll put it in all right. What, what sort of shit we create? It's like half an F. I'm worried it's going to start looking rude. Can uh, it? Well, you could have... We'll see what happens. If that's a massive ball at the top, you could have a massive ball and it doesn't matter. So then we get to Elimination Chamber 2015. The event itself could well have wiped Elimination Chamber as a concept, as a match in WWE, off the face, the face of the planet. Yeah. What a, we'll, we'll deal with the tag team one first because it, that was the second worst of the night in my opinion. And do you remember, it was also like almost not announced. It was like, oh, we're not doing elimination. Yes, we are. Here it is. Yeah. But no world title matches for it. No, it, we had the tag team titles and the Intercontinental Championship on the line inside the chamber in two different matches. But we'll, uh, we'll deal with the IC one later. Okay. As for now, the tag team one, who was in that one? The primetime players. Millions of dollars, Ross. Yeah. Remember? Wasn't they it a good popular. time? They were popular back then. Uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, great tag team. Unfortunately, mm. Tyson Kidd got injured, so it ended. Uh, the Ascension, your favourite. They were dead. Uh, the Lucha Dragons, no. uh, Los Matadores, and the Champions, who were allowed all three members in this match, the New Day. But El Torito was in there as well, wasn't he? And, and Los Matadores had a third one as well. Yeah. So could the other teams just not find a third? No. I, the rules were inconsistent, and I don't like it when that happens. No, I like rules being rules. Yeah, me too. AEW, rules are rules, man, in tag team affairs. But this is also... Yeah, they're a bit guilty of yeah. that as well, yeah. Also in this match, everybody forgot the concept of the elimination chamber. It being, of course, an elimination match where you don't need to break up pinfalls. Such as making your own job twice as hard. Yeah. Well, I remember distinctly Connor from the Ascension. I think it was 
breaking up a pinfall, and you shouldn't be doing that, Connor. That ain't it, Chief. No, that ain't it, Chief. No, and also, not. I mean, I think El Torito had a good moment. Did he fall off the side of the cage or something? He did something, probably, uh, flippy dippy doo dah. It's not a good match. It's not a good match, I'm, no. I think it can go down in the bottom tier. I think it's it's at least, or at most, just about bearable. Oh, is it, is, is, is it on par with... Because I, I personally think the Intercontinental Championship match is worse... Yes. So can we put them yes. both in bottom tier and just like, one just I go I feel like we, we, we can because I'll, we've put the ECW one in the bottom tier, right? And remember that match? That also had a really good moment. Tests big elbow drop. Yes. I think that this match was a mess, inconsistent with the rules, too many people. It they, didn't have that test moment, did it? No, it didn't have that test. It's it worse test than factor. 2006. Yeah. We'll go there. Look at this. Oh, I've done it again, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> 2015, the lovely yeah, bronze yeah. tag team title belts. There we go. So then we get to the Intercontinental Championship match on that very same fateful night back in 2015. And this one was just littered with messes. Yeah, just before we talk about it. Just not, the, not the superstars that you're about to read out. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just saying, just before I read them out, just maybe just put it in bottom tier straight away we'll and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, it was this was the Intercontinental Championship in 2015. Might be my least favourite one ever. Yeah. Really bad. Um, so the, the contestants were, and it was for the vacant belt because Daniel Bryan had sadly had to vacate it as he was uh, injured. Uh, Ryback versus Sheamus versus Dolph Ziggler versus Mark Henry versus King Barrett versus, oh, truth, there he is again. Um, yeah, there was, there was mistakes in this one. And I think looking at the ones we've done already so far, we might be quite lucky that only one Elimination Chamber match has featured this sort of mess because there's a lot going on in these matches. Yeah, I mean, there was two big instances in this uh, Chamber match, the first of which was Mark Henry's pod door which became open, but Henry didn't know what to do. Should he stick to the script and the match they had intricately structured out backstage, or should he just get in there and do some things? He was sort of a bit tentative. <laughs> was really funny. But then he, then he eventually got in there and then broke up a pinfall, and then everything sort of unraveled. He broke up a pinfall, uh, forgetting the rules, yeah. and also everyone kind of went, where well, I don't know what's going on now. And you know the hero of this match is? It's Dolph Ziggler. Because, yes, he didn't disguise it very well, but he starts telling people what to do. Yeah. And he disguises it. The quick thinking of the man must be fantastic. He is quite a hell of a pro wrestler, despite not being everyone's... Just despite being used wrong for years and years well, and that's years. That's the thing, it's just his character that died. It's not him, it's just yeah. the way they use him, But he's it? a very talented man, and he starts to, under the guise of trying to form an allegiance, a heel allegiance with the other like wrestlers in the match, he manages to convey information somehow, so he's probably shouting some things, whispering other things... It, it saves the match from being an absolute disaster, but it's still not very good. Might you say he's a ring general? Yes, absolutely. This match proved it. Um, it should have been a nice moment for Ryback as well, which is a shame. He oh, I never got Ryback, me. No, but it should have been a nice moment It should have for been, him. yeah. Winning the Intercontinental Championship inside Hell, uh, inside Hell in the Cell. Oh. Inside the Elimination Chamber. I think um, Brian presented it to him. I've got, a, I've got a memory of Brian being there, probably wearing checks. I think he was in a checky shirt. Well, that's Daniel Bryan, isn't uh, it? I think he presented it to him, but no, the match wasn't a good one. Yeah, and then we also had Sheamus, who clearly, as a heel, locked himself in his pod with, with his, with, with his big necklace. old Celtic cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the commentators didn't understand this, they were like, and they told a different story. He can't get it open. And you see Sheamus very smug inside his pod, and they're like, oh, it's just not opened, oh, never mind. And then he decides, after a bit of a delay, when he's had a rest, when he should have been in the ring, he goes... Well, hey, I'm ready now. And then commentators go, looks like it's open now, the cage now. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Yeah, just a mess. Just a mess from start to finish. But there you go. That was Ryback. What? That's unfair. That was Ryback? Ryback. <laughs> that was Ryback who won it. Well, he wasn't a mess completely. No. He might be now, though. His YouTube channel's fantastic. I've not watched much of it. I want, he just does general Gary YouTube stuff. He is the, re the ultimate wrestling Gary YouTuber because he just eats the hot stuff and he does oh, all, the, nice. all the YouTube trends and whatnot. Oh, so fair enough. Good to him. So then, thankfully, 2016 got a year off because, of course, it did after the other abomination that was Elimination Chamber 2015. 2017 rolled around. We're on the road to WrestleMania, and we got a lovely Chamber match with a lovely winner. Jack, tell us more. This match featured... It was quite a good lineup actually, this one. This had a really good collection of superstars in it. So John Cena was the champion, AJ Styles, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, The Miz... Baron Corbin, but Baron Corbin played a role. Everyone had a little role to play, mm. so it was actually all right. Uh, Dean Ambrose in there. I thought he'd be one of the favourites to maybe win this, but Baron Corbin sort of ruined his chances because Ambrose eliminated Corbin very early on with a roll-up. Corbin was so annoyed that he battered Dean Ambrose. Imagine that these days. Yeah. No. And then, um, and then that led to Ambrose's elimination later on. Final three was really good because Cena and AJ had been going for this, like, intense feud for a while they now. They had that unbelievable match at the Royal Rumble. At the Rumble. Yeah. And it even went back to SummerSlam like the year before and everything. Uh, and it was almost like 
they were too focused on each other, which allowed someone else to sneak in and pick up the victory. And it was a popular one as well at the time. Bray Wyatt. Yes. Had the world at his feet, never mind eating the world. The world was at his feet. And then world. WrestleMania 33 happened and Randy Orton had a projector. He, no, Bray Wyatt had the projector. Sorry, Bray Randy Wyatt Orton, had the projector. Randy Orton's not scared of projectors. Yeah, that's, scared, where that's what the story guy. was. I do apologise for getting a, that compelling tale wrong. <laughs> uh, well, the bit, the bit everyone forgets, which was brilliant, was the House of Horrors match as well. Oh I loved that. God. What was with the limousine? I've got but no idea. Was so good. Yeah, because yeah, then they both got back. Was it Bray? Who escaped? Randy escaped in the limousine. I've got, I've got an image of Bray lounging in the limousine like, ha, ha, yeah. ha. And, and then, then he Orton got, got there as well. Yeah, and, oh. but, but Bray won, even though Randy was the... You had the title. Anyway, sorry, this match was really, really good, actually. This one was really good. Styles was brilliant in it because it's AJ Styles. He's brilliant. Bray Wyatt, it was, it's always a nice little boost to a match, I think, when it features someone winning the belt for the first ever time. Um, I'm, except I'm when tempted. It's gender. Yeah, that was also in 2017, wasn't it? What a year it was. But because of this match and the fact that JBL famously fell on his arse during the was that this show? show. That was this show. Oh. Because we were on the on the road with WCPW, we were we? watching. And it I in got hotel. to put out a video that was two minutes long of just JBL falling over over different <laughs> memes. Simpler times back in 2017, but because of those reasons, I'm tempted, Jack. I was going to say that. Oh, it was a really good match in the best tier. Really good match. Fair enough then. So then we get to Elimination Chamber 2018, and Stephanie McMahon gives birth to women's wrestling. <laughs> what am I talking about here? But we have a first ever Women's Elimination Chamber match. Who was involved, Jack? Uh, Alexa Bliss was in there as the Raw Women's Champion. Sasha Banks was in there. Bailey was in there. Can they coexist? No. Mickey James was in there and both members of Fire and Desire were in there as well. They coexisted, all right, but mm. didn't, didn't win. It didn't go anywhere. No. Um, it was all right. It was an all right match. I feel like there were certain things wrong with it. So, at the time, Sasha kicking Bailey off the pod, it was like, oh, she's done it again. Mm. She's betrayed her. She's such a bad friend. I can't wait for Bailey to get her revenge. But then, obviously, they didn't fight about it. No. Kurt Angle made them be friends again. Yeah, and then he made them go to uh, Dr. What's he called? Uh, because they are women. Because despite the fact, you know, we saw the year previously, Corbin trying to murder Ambrose yeah. with a forklift and stuff like that. These two women having a bit of a Barney in a cage. We need to go that's to, too much. Yeah, that's too much. Angle was a bit of a... He worried a lot as GM of Roger. Remember when he shouted that the production trucks were worth... I can't remember how $12 much. $12 million. Oh, million. God, they're worth $12 million. We settle our business in the ring, he always used to say. <laughs> yeah. Apart from Sasha and Bailey here. Yeah. Who were sent to counselling. They're too delicate for that. <laughs> it was rubbish. But, um, no, it, the match was all right, I think. It, it led to... I mean, Sasha and Bailey kind of worked together to get rid of everyone. And and I think it was Mickey James had a really good elimination. She jumped off the she pod. Jumped, she did the old the, thing, yeah. yeah. The Luthers press off the top of the cage. That was good. But um, Sa Sonia, Sonia, Sasha and Bailey. Oh my God, Sasha and Bailey managed to eliminate everyone in time for Alexa's entry into the match. She was really scared, obviously. Mm. Ran away. They had a bit of a climbing session all over the thing, and that's when Sasha turned on Bailey. And later on, because Bailey did beat her up for a bit in revenge. I always remember it until I watched this back. As Sasha kicks Bailey down, and that leads to her elimination. Yeah, that's what I thought. But no, it leads to like a bit more of the match. Bailey hits a top row Bailey to belly on Sasha, and then Alexa runs in and rolls her up, and it gets down to the final two, which I'm not a fan of for one reason. I remember this. Why? Alexa Bliss does the twist of Bliss off a pod, lands on Sasha, who I think was meant to roll somehow, catch her. Oh, and it was roll, a bit, yeah. But it just looked like she'd no sold it totally and gone right. I've got you in the bank statement now. Alexa escaped. Some kind of like it was like Orton's draping DDT, but off the top rope, mm. and Alexa retained. It was it was flawed, but it wasn't that bad. It's not the bottom two, is it? I don't think it's the bottom two. I'm, I'm tempted to go all right. Because really to be right. honest with you, until you mentioned uh, Sasha Hoof and Bailey, I, did, I can't remember this match at all. Mickey James elimination was a good. Yeah, one Mickey as well. James elimination was good as well. Yeah, I remember Mandy and Sonya. I think both wore matching blinding white outfits. That's that not, gets it all right. Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to the men's match on the same night, and this was the Ballad of Braun Strowman. Yeah, it was, It was. but then at the end it was the Ballad of Roman Reigns. I'll read out the competitors in the match. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, of course. Uh, the winner, by the way, got a Universal Championship match at WrestleMania 34 against Brock Lesnar. We know how that went for Roman really badly. Yeah. John Cena was in the match. Seth Rollins was in the match. Finn Balor was in the match. The Miz and Elias, you might have noticed there. That's too many. Seven people. That's because... In a qualifier match, and I believe it was against Bray Wyatt, actually, but I'm not quite sure. Rollins and Balor had simultaneously pinned whoever it was, and they both got put in the match. Your memory instead. is sensational. No, I did some research before oh, we right. came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that must yeah, be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, Braun Strowman just eliminated the entire field, though. He did. He eliminated 
everyone. So we start with three men in the match, obviously. We start off as a triple threat. Yeah, with Balor and Rollins and somebody else. Balor, Rollins and Miz, I think, when I watch this back, which then would be at WrestleMania. Oh, God, I. That was the curtain jerk of that night. It was really good. I was sad because I thought they were going to construct like a new pod somewhere. Yeah. But they didn't. No. They just started as a triple threat. Honestly. 2018, I don't know what I was doing in 2018, but I can't remember this match at all. We were getting Colaholic off the ground. I know, that's probably why. <laughs> um, Strowman, <laughs> well, no, but to be fair, compared to some of the other matches in this list, there's not a lot to report here. Strowman power slammed just about everyone. I think he, he officially I think he officially got all the eliminations apart from Reigns, and then Reigns hit him with two spears and one. And it was like, oh. Because they, they sort of spent all of 2017 trying to murder each other. Mm. I used to call Strowman the, the meme among men. Yeah. Because it was all just lifting ambulances and doing all that silly stuff, which is fantastic. But yeah. when you see it 50 times, it just loses its effect, doesn't it? A little it? bit. I, I, I really wasn't a fan of this just because it was so so two-dimensional, one-dimensional even, the, the booking of it. All about Roman. But it can't be that good because I can't remember a thing. I think the rest might... of, yeah, the rest of the entries on this list, I can, apart from the women as well, I remember something happening. I can't remember this match. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's bottom tier, but I think it might be... Just about, just, just about better. Yeah. I'm happy with that because, as I say, nothing sticks out in my no. mind from that match. It can't have been that good. Wrestling's about moments, is it not? It is about moments. There weren't, <laughs> there weren't many here. So then we get to Elimination Chamber 2019 and a match that I still firmly believe is one of the biggest missed opportunities in WWE history. Mm. What, the Women's Tag Team Championship? Yeah. Why? Tamina should have won. No, I thought you were going to talk Tamina about... The Tamina train was oh. coming out the station. I thought you were going to talk about WrestleMania and how Sasha and Bailey lost to the Iconics. Yeah, that well. as well. Yeah. That might be that second fiddle. But Tamina should have captured her first title in WWE after nine years of service, for God's sake. When you put it like that, I do feel quite bad for oh. her. Now, but... but the match was all about her at the start. Her and Nia were squashing everybody yes. until everybody else then squashed them. So we had Sasha and Bailey. Uh, Nia and Tamina, Fire and Desire, the Iconics, the Riot Squad, it was just Logan and Morgan, not Ruby, because this followed the rules, unlike the one with the New Day in it. And uh, Naomi and Carmella, yeah. Wow. What? I forgot about them completely. Oh, right, they were a little alliance for a bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought it was a good match, it was really well laid out. Mm. Everyone had a little story, the, the, the... like the power team of Nia and Tamina were dominating early on. There's that funny bit where they pull the Iconics out. Yeah. Have you seen the footage from inside the pod? Where yes, they're like, where they're screaming. Pied and Nia! In that way, that was weird. <laughs> um, Tamina did a super fly splash. You know, on everybody? Uh, yes. Was it on everybody? It was on two people. I think it was two on the people. Riot Squad and she pinned them. Um, and then it all came apart because Nia fell victim to every WWE powerhouse's worst enemy, momentum and running into the ring post. Oh, yeah. But she ran into a pod because it was in the chamber. And um, then Tamina got ganged up on by four people. Everyone pinned her. Everyone knew who the threat was in that match. It was Tamina, yeah. Yeah, It was Tamina. Uh, It led to a nice final two with Mandy and Sonya taking on Sasha and Bailey, And I think the right decision. Oh, of course it was. It's it's a shame. Still, it's gone nowhere. They are literally props to those titles, aren't they? Nobody's had a real compelling storyline. Who are the champions? Oh, it's Alexa and Nikki still. No, it's not. It's the Kabuki Warriors. Oh, God, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, that, show, that just proves that just proves it. <laughs> Everyone who gets the titles, you're thinking, oh, the Iconics have got them, it's going to be great. Nothing. Oh, Alexa and Nikki, that's good, isn't it? Oh, nothing. No. The Kabukis, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the match was good, though. The I match it. was good, yeah. I'm gonna, just because Tamina wasn't good in it, I'm going to put all right. Okay. Just No, I'm joking. It was all lovely, right. lovely, lovely. I think it was lovely, lovely, lovely as well. I think that's a fair one. Fair enough. So then finally, we have a men's match from the SmackDown side of the tracks. I'm going to bloody sneeze. No, I'm not. I'm going to hold it in. Oh. And this was all about Kofi Kingston because heading into Elimination Chamber 2019, the unfortunate Mustafa Ali got injured. Yeah, he did. And that gave us the joy that was Kofi Kingston's rise to WrestleMania 35. Jack, who was in the match? Daniel Bryan was the champion. Kofi Kingston was in there. AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and Samoa Joe, who I actually forgot was in this match. But it's a good so lineup. I, yeah. That's a strong That's lineup. That's a very strong lineup. Yeah. It was a really good match. Um, everyone remembers the last few bits. But earlier on, uh, there was quite a lot of high spots and stuff. They didn't go overboard, no. but it was quite well done. They made the most of the chamber. Um, and the one I remember the most is Jeff Hardy. Swanton in AJ Styles off the pod, and AJ's like over the top turnbuckle, and he clips his back on the way down. Really risky, but really well done. Mm. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> cool. it's, uh, yeah. Um, but obviously, it all really 
was going to come down to Brian and Kofi. Because I can't remember if Co if the Kofi train had pulled out the station at this point, but as the match was going on, it definitely started going. Yeah, I can't remember. If, was this the match that started the Kofi I think train? Because obviously Kofi got down to the final two, Brian nicks it in the end. Yeah. But you got that shot with the New Day oh. in the ring, consoling Kofi, yes. he was heartbroken, and the crowd are going mental. Yeah. And that might have been the genesis, I can't remember again. I think, it, I think, it, might, I think it might well have been. There was a lot of twists and turns, though, on that one. I just remember the, the lovely camera shot they did where I think it was Brian was oh. on top of the pod and then Kofi like rose up and then he like was there like Spider-Man oh, it was oh. Delightful. and he looks like he's going to kick his ass yeah, he, he did for a bit actually he, he did was good. for a bit yeah he kicked him off the pod Brian fell back which may, he made look really easy but that must be terrifying yeah. Fall backwards off the pod into the ring mm. uh, Kofi then foolishly went for a big splash missed Brian hit the running knee. Kofi had previously kicked out of one running knee and the place went absolutely crazy. But unfortunately, that was it. But it was just such a throwback. Professional wrestling. Good guy versus bad guy. Yeah. And the crowd were invested in the good guy and hating the bad guy. And for that reason, Jack, mm. it's going in the bloody top tier. I agree. That is the tier list finished, maybe. Unless we're going to change anything. So no, the, I think that's probably... The best tier, 2002, Shawn Michaels got to be. 2006, because of Edge. 2009, because of bloody... Was it that? The Edge, Shawn Michaels Edge again. Ed, oh, Edge. Oh, no. Or was it yeah, Shawn no, no, Edge. And then 2010 yourself, yeah. was Shawn Michaels. Yes. There we go. Uh, 2017, 2019, I think that's a very solid top tier. I think Love. so as well. Anything else to go down there? I don't think so. I really think we've done all right there. 2005, 8, 9, 11, and the women's tag team. I think that's a fine, lovely, lovely, mm. lovely tier. 2003, 8, 10, 11, 13, 14, and the women's match from 18 in the all right tier. Yeah. I don't think anything goes up or down from there, does it? No, I don't think so. Then we have just about bearable 2012, both matches, and then the men's match from 18. Very fair. I think that's very fair. And then the bin-worthy yeah. bastards. We have December to this member, the tag team match in 2015, and the worst one of them all, in my opinion, mm. the uh, Intercontinental Championship match from 2015 as well. I, was, I think we've done well. What a great time we've all had here on Tier List 2020. What am I talking about? Here that on was... Tier List 2020. <laughs> let me know. Well, let us know in the comments down there what you think about our Tier List. What would you change about this match? No doubt about it. We've got something wrong along the way. But these, you know, life's about making mistakes. I don't know what I'm saying here. No, it's good. We've done well. Yeah, no, we've I, think done we've right. I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with any of these. Somebody will. Yeah. We'll see you next time on Tier List. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>